Welcome to Machine Learning, How the World Works. Blue stars. Earth's average temperature is about 58 degrees Fahrenheit. And the sun's temperature is about 5,800 Kelvin. So if you look at the difference, that's the sun's temperature is 10,000 Fahrenheit and the Earth's average temperature is about 58 degrees Fahrenheit. So we're talking in terms of magnitude uh, roughly 288,000 times. Well, excuse me. Um, that's roughly 172,000 times hotter than Earth. And then if we look at the blue star, it's running at a temperature of 40,000 Kelvin, which is four times hotter than the sun. So if we were looking at fusion as an explanation for why the sun's temperature is four times less hotter than the blue star, and there's lots of blue stars in the universe, then we would say that it has to do with the mass of the star. Um, the more mass of the star, the hotter it would, would burn. Um, but why is it that the blue star lasts, its existence lasts less time than the yellow star? And it has to do with current. There's a different level of current that's hitting the blue star than the yellow star. Um, when they discovered LBV 1806-20, it was thought to be the biggest and most luminous star known. It was two million times brighter than the sun. And there are a number of stars even more luminous, and the biggest one is R136A1. It's a blue hypergiant, and it shines 9 million times brighter than the sun. Um, and it's estimated to have 250 times the mass of the sun. Well, actually, its volume is large enough to contain 27,000 suns. So when you look at blue stars, it comes down to how much energy is being produced. So if you were looking at fusion, you would be predicting that the blue star would burn out faster because it's producing more energy quicker and according to the hydrogen-helium conversions, uh, that fuel would run out quicker because of the, the rate in which it's burning. But the question is, is why does it burn faster according to gravity theory? Well, according to gravity theory, the blue star would have higher densities and therefore more fusion reactions occurring and causing the production of energy to at a rap more rapid rate. If you were looking at the electric universe theory, you would be saying that it's receiving a larger amount of current and 
as a result, it's uh, producing more energy quicker. Etna Carnia in the Southern Hemisphere had a combined luminosity of 5 million suns and about um, the mass of 200 suns. So in this case, it only had 200 mass of 200 suns, but it was putting out far greater luminosity at 5 million suns. Rigel, the um, hunter in the sky, is the seventh brightest star in the sky. Well, maybe, but it's uh, uh, at the time of this article, it was the seventh largest, it had the seventh uh, brightest star in the sky and it was a example of a type B uh, blue supergiant. And it had a, it was out at a distance of 850 light years. So stars could be anywhere between 60,000 to 360,000 times more luminous than our sun. NGC 4755 in the jewel box cluster in the constellation of Crux is a open cluster and contains a number of blue giant stars. Messer 47 in Puppis and another winter site has a multitude of giant stars while Messer 18 in the summer constellation of Sagittarius has nearly 30 type B stars. So why is it in this particular cluster that there are so many blue stars? And if we could study the electrical effects there, we would see that there would be a difference in, um, in the electrical properties in that region of space. Now, it's interesting because the James Webb is now running uh, running its scans and pulling in large amounts of data through its Cosmos Near Infrared Web Camera, the NIR Cam, and it's looking in that infrared range at small sections of space and it's developing our understanding of the cosmos around us. And it can look back two billion years into space and see what galaxies there are. It said, uh, it said that with its multi-band multi, multi high-resolution near-infrared imaging, it's picked up 32,000 galaxies in the mid-infrared range. And it will examine over half a million galaxies. That's a lot of data that it's collecting right now. And they will be using AI to help identify the type of galaxies that they're discovering. One of the uh, biggest and brightest nebulas in the sky is Carna Nebula. It's about 7,600 light years away, and it has several enormous stars in that region as big as the sun. One of the biggest and brightest nebulas in the sky 
um, excuse me, there's a huge planet called WASP-96b, and it's made mostly of gas, and it's roughly 1,100 light years away from Earth. I think what's interesting is the fact that they're now finding so many exoplanets near these young stars. And uh, many of them, they are now, with the James Webb telescope, are able to detect what kind of gases are around it. So this WASP-96b is a giant exoplanet. It has a 0.4 mass of Jupiter, and it's 0.0454 or 53 AUs from the class G star WASP-96. And it orbits every 3.4 days, and it's about 1,120 light years away from Earth. It's discovered in 2013. It's expected to find new stars and new planets because WASP-96b um, is a very hot planet. And it's hot enough to boil water, so too hot probably for uh, life, organic life. But um, nevertheless, it, it shows that there are planets that are near stars that uh, do have sustainable or have properties such as gas and mass that are getting closer to the distant uh, properties of Earth. They estimate its life to be 1.5 billion years old. Um, does it have water? No. It's just considered to be gaseous. Um, it has about a 500 degrees Celsius temperature. It's too hot. It's And it's... Um, it's moving very fast around its star, about 1,300 kilometers per hour. And it's thought to be made mostly of gas and dust. It's believed to be too close to the star and the gravitational tug with the star's gravity the planet's hot side is always facing the star, and its cold side is always facing away. So I guess maybe on one side it might be kind of filled with ice, and the other side uh, is just a, a gas state. Um, interesting exoplanet discussion.